Happy 7-7, everybody. Yeah, 7-7! It means nothing. It does, it means... Oh, actually. 7-7 seven, seven means something to us over here. Not in a good way. What does 7-7 so, seven, seven mean in uh, so, so the UK? You know how in, so you know how you had 9-11? Oh, okay. This is a good start. 7-7 seven, seven was when the um, when Islamic extremists bombed various tubes or underground trains in London. Oh. And a bomb on a bus. Wow. So, uh, I'll never forget, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we apologize. We're just, we're just hoping that you actually have a, you know, a nice... Blame Canada. There's not a real country, real country anyway. anyway. We don't know anything about UK bombings. No. That's a lie. You probably know more than us. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Canada do, would do that. They're too apologetic. Why? Just like the next country that's going to claim that oil tanker Gibraltar's got that. Every oh other country... shit, someone took over the Canadian Parliament, I'm sorry. I love this. It's so, like yeah. BRB. Yeah, this is... <laughs> so yeah, this is the most... <laughs> this is the most weirdly political... Uh, opening to a game podcast. Ramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the most and now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. Episode 49. We're one Real of Real two! Real two! Podcast slash rule 49. Real two! He's, he's, he's trying. He's trying so hard. I'm, I'm not trying. This is real two. You didn't That's announce Steph. the real shit until last week. So this is real yeah. two. And the one keeping himself out of this argument is uh, is Duncan. That's me. Hi. I'm Duncan. Hi. There we go. And uh, yeah, this is a this is a very chill situation that we're in, even though you know we have talked initially about poorly timed celebrations of days that aren't to be celebrated, and I hear myself. I heard myself. I don't know where you heard that from. I heard celebrated twice. Wasn't me. Hmm. Maybe you're just listening to the voices in your own head. I. Turns out your inner voice is the same as your outer voice, so you're like, so you're like kind of crazy, but not really. <laughs> I like to you point out mine are complete opposite. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the fact that I am sort of crazy, and my inner and outer voices argue with each other. Generally, it's always in the middle of the night and all. It's never, never, it's never great. It's always when you're asleep. Yeah, where I have the least I control. Hear. The secrets that you keep when you're <laughs> thinking in your sleep. Oh Jesus! So yeah, so yeah, having the oddest warm-up to the podcast that we've had in nearly fifty weeks. This Ooh. isn't the oddest. Nope. Haha. <laughs> it's a different segment. Yep. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan. Now I've noticed on this point that we're uh, we're either one or three podcasts away from Darius failing to have completed Vampire. Failing to just, complete just, what? Vampire. All I got was failed to complete. And it was like, what? Are we expecting something here? Well, yeah, we're expecting Darius to have completed that game. He's not completing no game. Didn't he set himself like a one-year limit or something? Yeah, yeah. He promised me about 20 podcasts ago that he would complete it by either episode 50 or by the year special. I'd like to point out 
um, he's probably not even started it. That's okay. He promised to put out an episode of Sibling Rivalry every week, but you know, sip. <laughs> and uh, and uh, shattered reflections. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, just I think it's just that something one. that we're uh, mm. just having dual, trouble uh, with at this point. Dual play. I'm blaming shattered him. reflections has been <laughs> shattered. Oh no, we 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 will get back to that. I say we got we got some time to sort that. We will. It will return. Dual and play it, and it, will, and it will arrive. Start. <laughs> it will. It will start. Yeah. Um, sibling rivalry. We. Rivalry. Sibling rivalry. Where we will return after these messages. <laughs> do, you, do you know what that reminds me of? What's his hmm? name from Big Bang Theory? Oh, um, Kripke. Yeah. Oh, I will return. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You go do that. Fucking list can just disappear right now. But uh, yeah, no, they they will all happen, maybe. Sure. I mean, whether Darius completes vampire or not, you know, or vampire, whether it's you know now, or at the closure of Immaterial Gamers. But when yeah. we're all retiring, that's when he'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, guys, wait, can we do one more podcast? And it's like, no, we quit four years ago. Why? And I finally completed it. Do you really think I'm going to be doing this until four years before my retirement? You have high <laughs> hopes. <laughs> Please. You know, I said that we, you know, we got that we got this five-year plan. I don't know if we're going to get to the five years, but you know, I'll damn well try. I don't know. You know, if this ends up be, if it ever becomes successful, you'd think that it'd be nice for people to make some sort of money. Maybe. Am I? Am I hopeful? You are hopeful. Am I no, deluded? Because you're thinking about the money. That no one's going to like you thinking about the money. What you have to think about is the people. Think about the people. Well, See, hopeful, I'm thinking about yes. the people Deluded, having money. Eh, crazy. Eh, yeah. Oh, I missed it. I yeah, fucking think. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, in order to in order to keep everyone's attention going, I guess that's the end of the warm up. So it'll be time to move to uh, that section that we like to know as what's been played. What's been played? So. So, I have a question. Now that we're getting into the game section. Yes. Since I wasn't I wasn't on last week's podcast. Um how much have we talked about Team Fight Tactics? Uh last we, week we, we all talked about Team Fight Tactics. Yeah. It was the group thing last week. Yeah. So if you want to do some individual experiences on Team Fight Tactics, go ahead. We mm. we can announce we we've all at least won one. Yeah. Shame yeah, none, well, of, we've all shame won none of us were streaming or recording or any of it. No, I, I posted my updates on Twitter. So I, we've I, talked I, about, so you guys I've talked got about pictures like, on Discord. Yeah. So you guys talked about... Um, Use them pictures! Show them now! Show them! Okay, for the video podcast, here are some pictures of our wins. And now, Duncan? So you guys talked about like how the game is played. Did you go into like, you know, like anything about like your opinion of how, it, how good it is? Like anything that needs to be changed or anything like that? It would... I mean, we sort of briefly sort of talked about, you know, a couple of the we, bugs in it. We, Melee um, bugs. Yeah, we talked about some of the mechanics of the game. We've not spoke... See, at, while we are doing it, we kind of drifted off and ended up kind of looking into other stuff on the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the me- the mechanics of the... Um, Item fusions and... 
yeah, and sort of uh, team comps, we didn't yeah. fully go into. We more we broadly outlined sort of what the game was and how you played it, and then a couple of little stories about what we did in it. And if you want to go into a bit more of a sort of a deep dive on that, Duncan, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, I'm trying to think of like whether that's what I want to do or I want to do something else. I'm trying to do like do I it's like do I want to talk about do I want to talk about just about TFT or um, can you come back to me? I, I might think about how yeah, I want to you know do my bit. Oh, I'll come back to you. I'll, I'll do one of those rare things then, and I'll open the floor of what's been played. <laughs> this will come up in the news a little bit later, but I was on my PlayStation this weekend due to the PS Plus uh, games of the month. One of them was some weird car game which I've not downloaded yet, and the other was supposed to be Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Oh, and I wasn't happy God about that. God, you didn't that. get that one. Yeah, because last minute, literally last minute, it was replaced with the game that I played, Detroit Become Human. Detroit in Detroit? Ah, uh, yes. So, Detroit uh, Become Human, yes. The yeah. one with the androids. Indeed, indeed it is. And Steph, you were about to say something. In Detroit, sir. It is a city, but it's also the name of this game. Um, and for those who are wanting to know what Detroit Become Human is, it is the latest game from French movie makers and also game developers Quantic Dream and David Cage. And uh, yeah, it's another cinematic experience where this time, and this is this is the stupid one, you play as androids. In a Blade Runner-like scenario, where you sympathise for the androids, I, I, I'll give I you some, I'll give you some spoilers now. Blade Runner, you sympathise with the androids. Anyway, I so it plays. Sure, it plays like Heavy Rain. You got multiple characters. Oh, is this what you were talking to me about before? I know when I was saying I don't think Heavy Game was that good of a good game anyway. Um. Yes. Ah. So we did. Yeah. Pre-podcast, I was talking about sort of heavy rain beforehand or how i was saying that detroit may be my best quantic dream game taking over heavy rain so it plays like heavy rain's narrative structure it is entirely linear and you will play as each of the three characters in the game which are connor a police detective android whose job it is to find deviant or what they're calling malfunctioning androids and to destroy or otherwise get rid of them. You also play as Marcus, a care droid, originally caring for his elderly, um, what well, sort of an elderly man, and then suddenly becoming the leader of the androids. The android uprising. Yeah. And then the last character you play is, is Kara, a housemaid android who goes on the run with a young child to try and escape to Canada and escape her abusive, I'd say husband, more the abusive father of said child. And it, yeah, it's the same as Heavy Rain, sort of disjointed chapters, you, you're flipping from one character to the other. The same Quantic Dream business happens in every single game. Virtually every action you do is by some sort of motion control or key press or quick time event, and then there's cutscenes in between each one. But it plays a little different in the fact that it does have a relationship system. It's 
an old morality system thing. You're either going to go all the way to the to the left and hostilities, or you're going to go all the way to the right. But it's interesting that they, they do have it. So each character has a couple of friendships that they do, and then there are a couple of overarching um, relationships as well, or stats that come through. So all three characters will have individual relationships with other characters that they meet. And they'll have friendship levels from the highest of being loyal or lover or family or friend down to hostile, hated and such. All three characters overall have a stat called public opinion which determines what the humans think of the androids actions going through the game. And then finally Connor has a stat called software instability which determines his allegiances at the end of the game. And so you'll go through all the chapters, there'll be various options based on what you look at, what you don't, who you interact with, who you don't, how you interact with them, and other little secret bits that allow other varying, but generally beneficial dialogue points that may not be used in the chapter itself, but will be important later down the line. Say, for example, with Connor, there may be clues that you find and miss in all of the chapters, but there's a specific chapter point where he has to re- review all the evidence that he's obtained so far and how you solve that puzzle depends on what you did running up to that point. So if you're a bad detective, uh, yeah, yes, that doesn't go so well. Yeah, it doesn't go, yeah, it doesn't go well. I mean, there was a situation where I, I picked up a diary that had um, some decryption stuff in there to figure out where the location of these deviant androids were. But because the guy who I stole, who I obtained the notebook off, just ran off and committed suicide, preventing me learning that information, that bit was useless. So I had to do a puzzle where I had to trick an android who shot herself into giving the location of of Jericho is the place by taking her decapitated lover and shoving it in front of her face, tricking her into thinking she was there. So if I if I managed to not get that guy killed and did something there it would have probably been a little bit easier for me but it it's the one of the games that I've known that it's got a massive fucking flowchart after every chapter it'll show every choice you made and everything that you did compared to what other choices that there were in the level whether you've unlocked them or not and also has stats on how many people chose the same as you when yeah. you went through it yeah that's the exact same as Heavy Rain because Heavy Rain did the exact same thing didn't it to, a, to a point, it didn't have the massive flow chart. It just showed you. No, at the end of it, it was like this, this is the ch- option you picked. Like, say, eighty percent of people have picked this option. Hmm. And it was like that for every option you had in the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it also sort of shows what options were choices, and what options sort of were events. Whether a character would have died at that point. Whether it is a cross chapter event. So it sort of let people know, or it lets players know what will be important later on, rather than the stuff in Heavy Rain where it just said, yeah, you made this choice and this is how many people made it. So it gives you that ability to play back. And yeah, you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Story-wise, it was a bit as, it was as hand-fisted as every other Quantic Dream game. Mm. But it, but it Press managed X to, to get... emancipate. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a stolen thumbnail joke. Oh, yeah. I'll claim credit for that. No, I know, I know where that come from, and 
But yeah, no, you know what? It worked this time. I think I think maybe the story sort of sort of worked a bit more. It there was a bit more emotional attachment than there was to to Heavy Rain, and definitely compared to what there was in Beyond. I never played so, Beyond. Mm, it's awkward. Beyond is a is an awkward game, and it's a shame because it had Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe in it, and you thought that that could have been made into something much more, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Detroit. Oh yeah, I actually enjoyed that, and I will go. I will go back through and probably play that again. And what I actually do like, and this is a spoiler, when you start the game up, there is a android by the name of Chloe, who just, you know, speaks to you, gets you, get helps you get the game set up, and starts playing it. But because she's an android as well, and as the events of the game go on, she starts to become a bit deviant as well. To so to the point where you've completed the game, and at that point she just goes, "So I just want, I want to, I want to leave. Will you let me leave?" And if you say yeah, she'll just go, "Oh, thank you. I'm free. Bye." And then you load up the game going forward now, and there's just an empty room where this android used to be, never for her to return. Oh God, it's like Doki Doki Literature Club. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does have that sort of sort of feel to it. Okay, what but, happens if you say no though? If you say no, she'll reset herself. Wow. So her personality is gone regardless of what you do. But, but then in the next one, I'm assuming if you continue to play, you rebuild her personality. Um, not... It's unsure. It's uncertain. Not many people sort of explain what happens afterwards. It's it's, it's assumed she, that she just stays there at that point. Fair enough. So, but yeah. No, I enjoyed it. And, uh... I say, I think I'll go through and see what some of the other options are. I'm sort of reluctant to do it normally because of the fact that I like sort of these heavily narrative-focused games. I like the fact that the playthrough that I've done is my story. Mm. Any mistakes I've made, any uh, achievements I've earned are, are mine and mine alone. So it feels a bit weird then trying to 100% complete the game, making choices that I wouldn't normally make. So... Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. So, based off that, are you ready, Duncan, or shall I move on to Steph? Um, I think uh, I, uh let me leave leave me to the end. Okay, <laughs> Steph. Yeah. Uh, have you played? Nothing new except for I've been playing a new mod pack on Minecraft. Okay, well, um, in that case, go to a uh, new mod uh, pack on Minecraft. It's it's Sky Factory, but number four. Sky Factory four. What Sky happened Fa- to Sky Factory 3? Um, we actually did play it. Um, I can't remember how it actually went. Ah. Give, me, give me a second. I just need to remember. That what. well, apparently. Yeah. Uh, any... Well, it, I have not played a Minecraft um, Sky Factory for quite a bit. And I'm not normally the first one to actually play it. It's mm. normally Terra. This is the first one I've played straight off the bat myself. Alright. And um, it's like every other Sky Factory. You start on... An island that's in the middle of nowhere. Basically, a little floating island with nothing else, with one tree on it, and one piece of dirt. Basically, it's an island of a piece of dirt and a tree. You're on top right. of that tree. So from there, you have to take that tree, build out, plant more trees, keep building out until you can get um, to a point where you can then build yourself further. So in um, the, in different versions, there's different ways to advance. 
It's mm. like um, in this one, it seems to be very tree based. It's like um, you can you start off with dirt tree. You right. you plant more dirt trees, you get acorns of dirt and well, dirt acorns I think they're called. Yeah, they are called dirt acorns, and you also mm. get dirt resin. And you can fuse them together to make dirt blocks themselves, so you can plant more trees. But then you can, I think you wash, I think if I remember correctly, you wash or you dry out the dirt. And it kind of makes like a, a cobble version of it. How do you mm-hmm. wash dirt? Basically it's a dirty acorn and I washed a dirty acorn to make a, a, a better acorn. A clean dirt acorn? <laughs> It, it's, it doesn't turn into a clean dirt acorn. It just turns into, let's say, cobble acorn or gravel acorn. Basically, you wash all the oh. dirt off. Basically, let, let's just stick your hand in the ground, pick up a load of dirt, wash all the dirt off and what you're left with. If you get rid of all oh, the okay. dirt, that, that's the way it basically is. That's the way the acorns and that work anyway. And then from there, you continue going on. Like at the minute, I've got dirt tree... Gravel tree, bone tree, sand tree. Um, I'm trying to make an iron tree at the minute, which is going to take me quite a bit because I need to make lava and I need to figure out how to do that. But um, yeah, at the minute I've got quite a few trees. I've got bone tree, sand, cobble tree. I've got a lot of trees at the minute and just a giant wooden platform. Okay. So um, I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, It's also got Tinkerer's Constructs into it. Where you make all your tools and that, and they level up as you use them. Right. And then, so with Tinker's Construct, you can then add buffs onto your tools. So at the minute, I've just got basic tools that are leveling up with no buffs. Because I have nothing to buff them with. Because I am lowly. Mm. I have a bed, though. I have a sh- I think I have a cotton tree as well. Which I have actually planted quite a few of. I've got a coal tree as well. I forgot about, about that coal tree. I've only got 15 of them. I need to grow more. Mm. But yeah, um, it's just like a normal Sky Factory, but at the start of this one, it's very tree-based. Okay. Um, I'm trying to make iron so I can automate the trees a little bit more. So that means I don't have to spend this much time chopping down and growing them. Mm-hmm. Because they have a special thing called a Bosni Pot. Like a... Little botany, it's like if you take it by way we look at it, it's like a you now when you get botany plants that are in them little thin trays and that. Oh, yeah, it's a bit like that, but with this, they grow and it harvests it for you. So basically, anything I would get from a normal tree, it would get for me. But let's say the tree grows faster, but you don't get as many resources off it. Right, so it'll take okay. a few seconds for this tree to grow, and it'll give me, let's say, one of every resource that you can get from that tree, right. So around the minute, I'm trying to automate that. So that means I can don't have to sit here growing trees like a lunatic and cutting them down. <laughs> you, you think I'm kidding? I've got um, 6, 12, 13, 14, 15 trees growing at once for me to cut down for me me just to make more gravel. Oh dear. Good old yeah. gravel trees though. Gravel trees. It's weird because if you look at the tree, it's... have you ever played Minecraft? I've played Minecraft, yeah. You know, you know, like when you get gold arm and all the rest of it, and you just see a stone with a bit of gold in it. Mhm. That's the trees at the minute is just wood with what looks like a bit of silvery stuff in it. That's meant to be the gravel. <laughs> They've literally took that texture and just added it to the tree bark. Fair dues. Uh, well, in that case, I'll be looking forward to seeing how your your sky factory of weird weird trees 
Well, to be honest, this is more of a test because um, I'm trying to get Terry to put up a server, hopefully. And if yeah. he does put up a server, I'm hoping to record some Minecraft. From the very beginning. Do it from the very okay. beginning. One person's view as a team. And they'll be like, we could do this! And work together <laughs> to do a goal. So there might be bits, there might be times when we go into it and it'll be like, okay, I need to show you some of the advancements we have made off camera and do this. Because we don't want to sit here for half an hour cutting down trees <laughs> on, on, on thing unless we're going to do a live stream for it. Fair enough. Hey, well, you know what? I'd look forward to seeing that. To be honest, I've only thought of it because Minecraft's become very popular again recently. Yeah. Hey, right. it's the way it, if it's the way it works, like what we've been doing with Team Fight Tactics and what we what we might as well announce here, uh, maybe I'll do it after Duncan talks about Team Fight Tactics, though. <gasps> We're announcing that. Mm. <gasps> Indeed. So, uh, yeah, does Duncan. Du does Duncan even time. know what the Indeed is for? So I think. Um... I think that probably the best way to really get into like the meat of uh, Teamfight Tactics and, yeah. and my my thoughts on it uh, would probably be to compare it. Um, so I'm oh, yeah. the only oh, one yes. here who has played, You've played the two main auto chess games right now, which is Teamfight Tactics and Dota Underlords. Yep. Dota Underlords being the Valve uh, auto chess game based on the original Dota to auto chess mod uh, which in itself is based on which is used in Dota 2 which in itself is a game based on a mod that was in and no we talked about that a couple of weeks back <laughs> there's yeah there's it's an endless rabbit these these companies it's just an endless rabbit hole of people taking things from other people and making new games out of it it's mm -hmm. you could literally go back to the beginning of time with it it's ridiculous um but anyway so the two main ones for now, with more on the way, are Dota Underlords and Team Fight Tactics, and I'm the only one here who's played them both. So I have a yeah. pretty good idea of how they compare, what's similar and what's different between them. Mm -hmm. So the core of the game is is all exactly the same. You get a set of five characters at the beginning of each round that you can uh, buy. You know, you can buy characters from that set. Uh, they've each got a race and a class. Some of them have got two of one. Yep. Uh, and you combine people with similar races and or classes to get your buff and to get buffs and uh, sometimes certain certain clans do uh, synergize with each other so mm -hmm. it's all about finding that end game composition that just works really well with uh, the guys that you bought yep. so that's, that's, that's the core of the game and it's similar in both games so for differences, number one difference, um, instead of a square-based four-row system, it, uh, the original, the Underlords version is very chess-like in its board. Like it is squares, and it's eight by it's eight by eight. It's yeah, it is square, uh, and you get half, you get access to half of that, whereas you want to get to the other half, obviously. Uh, Team Fight Tactics shrinks that a little bit. They have a hexagon-based system that's uh, six squares, or six hexagons, and you get three. So it's a little bit different, and the way the way units interact with each other and target each other is a little bit different. Indeed. Uh, in Underlords, the base unit cap is ten, whereas 
in TFT, it's 9. And while Underlords games frequently get to 10, I find it's pretty rare for people to get to level 9 in TFT. Yeah. Seven, like, usually the average is like 7, isn't it? Really? 7, 8? Seven or, yeah, seven or 8. Yeah, 7 or 8. Um, so that leads me to one of my main points that I'm not... That will probably one of the biggest distinguishing features of this game is the fact that whereas Dota tends to encourage you to go wide and um, build larger teams and get your synergies earlier, mm. I find that TFT heavily rewards um, tall strategies, which is to say to get you know, one or two of your guys, you know, leveled up and ranked up as quickly as possible, stacking them with powerful items, and then just letting them carry your team. Yeah. Yeah, I find that valid. Which, which it kind of, I think I've sort of discussed this before, it kind of feels like that simulates what sort of feels like lols, MOBA-style actions are. Yeah. Feed the one character yeah, and, and watch him carry you. Yeah, and I can't Welcome really to say. Drift. <laughs> I can't really say for certain, uh, you know how that how the Underlord system compares to Dota. All I can say is what it looks like on paper and in practice. Um, yeah. So that kind of and that's kind of interesting. I, I, I like that. That I don't even know, and I don't really know how it is. I don't know how mechanically they've made it so that those games feel so differently, mm. but. It, it definitely, it follows through on that in the sense that I find in Dota there are a lot more global buffs. Like, you know, each each clan or whatever, each clan and each race has different uh, buffs. You know, you can get, you know, beasts or I think they're called savages in, in Underlords. They give your whole team a percentage attack damage buff. Uh, and I find that there's a lot more global buffs in underlords like like the savages do all your teammates even if you only have two of them uh nagas give you i think they're called scales or something like like them i'm gonna be using interchangeable terms between original auto chess and underlords because they change some names they change some words the the nagas provide a magic resistance buff to your entire team if you have two of them uh, mages, uh, they do magic damage, similar to sorcerers and TFT. That's for your entire team as well. Okay. So, like, those are just examples of, like, synergies they only need, like, two of or three of on your team, and it affects your entire team, whereas TFT tends to be a little bit more exclusive. A yeah. lot of the buffs tend to only affect either, like, one character on your team or, or you know, only the members of your team that affect yeah. that are from that clan, mm. with some exceptions. You know, like the voids let you do you know reduce the enemy armor by fifty percent uh, for all basic attacks on your team, but you only get one stage of that. Yeah. Um. So generally, that's the thing, isn't it? Because like sort of nobles or no imperials and wild are probably the ones, aren't they? Where the first level of their thing just only affects. With, with wilds, even the second level of it, I believe, only affects other wilds. Yeah, and it's, it's their gold ability or their max ability that affects all allies. 
But that um, that's the same with Noble. Mm-hmm. Noble, uh, their max one affects all allies. Yeah, so they're a little bit funny that way. Um, in the wild, yeah, the wilds, yeah, the wilds. It's like they only affect wilds at first, and then they affect everyone. So it's like there's kind of like it's kind of half and half there. And yeah. and so yeah, it does tend to be like structurally, it just tends to be a playstyle that rewards tall strategy versus wide strategy. Uh, not to say that um, wide isn't important. Not to say that tall is isn't important in Dota, not that, or that why it isn't important in TFT. Mm. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that, that I find is like the biggest point of differentiation between the two. And I'm not sure which style I like more. Obviously everyone's more taken with the, um, the TFT style. Cause that's, you know, that's what everyone's playing right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like elements from both. I, I also, there's also, uh, the fact that, in TF, you know, in Underlords, you just play straight PvP in every five levels on on the five or on the zero. You fight minions. Yeah. Um, whereas in TFT, every so often the 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 game is broken up by carousel <coughs> rounds. The game also starts with a carousel round. Yeah. Actually, where yeah, you? A... Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like where you where basically everyone, depending you know based on how what their health is, uh, they will take turns picking a free champion from a, a spinning carousel in the middle who are all pre-equipped with some items. Sometimes they're basic items, sometimes they're full items, mm. and uh, yeah, so that's that's another distinguishing factor for TFT. Yeah, I was about to say considering because the guys that made. This because this was also game up on the news. One of the guys who made the original mod for Dota 2 made the mobile version of Auto Chess, and I did notice in that that there is like yeah, sort of TFT the shared draft is exclusive to to them really. Yeah, so. and I think that's I think it's kind of an interesting system. I think it's an interesting uh, balancing mechanism because you know it's like you the the lowest health player gets to pick first. Mm. So they kind of get first dibs at whatever character they want or whatever item they want, depending on what they want to focus on. Yeah. The versus Dota's distinguishing uh, f- characteristic, where, which is that during minion rounds, instead of getting you know a random selection of items, which was kind of how the game originally played mm. in uh, auto in the original auto chess, um, you get to pick from a list of items, a single item. Uh, and some of them are equipment, just like they are in, uh, TFT, but then you also get to pick from a list of, sometimes you get global items, which basically just have a passive buff for, you know, either your entire team or your, or a certain clan that you have, uh, you know, so you can kind of build a more permanent team based on how those go. Uh, and if you happen to lose to the, uh, to the minions... Uh, depending on how many are left, I think you get, like, certain items locked right. off, locked away. Right, okay. Hmm. So, yeah, they, I mean, they're, you know, it, it's interesting how they've managed to create two very similar but very different games in the sense that, you know, they have different strategies, but at the same time, uh, I think people who play either will at least understand both because there is a certain degree of overlap in terms of like 
abilities and function. You know, like yeah. I can, like I could, like I can tell you as someone who's played both, it's like Garen plays very similarly to Juggernaut, who's from Underlords. Uh, Varus plays very similarly to Win uh, Windranger, I think his name is Windrunner or Windranger, something like that. Mm. Uh, it's like there's like there's certain equivalent units. Okay. Things see, see, I yeah. would like. Okay. Okay. Go, go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just about to say yeah, sort of like they've they've got their similarities on that, and it's their sort of like like you discussed before, it's it's how they deal with that, in terms of either board or you know sort of the way they distance themselves with the oh I've forgotten the names of that the synergies and all that, so yeah no it's it's, it's good to know. So you were just saying that before I interrupted what you'd like to see from these things i'd like to see i can i think i can say that i like underlords just a little bit more but that's not really fair of me to say because in all fairness underlords is a more complete game based you know it's based on a game that's been you know consistently updated and modified and such and so forth for you know like a year or whatever however long this has been going on probably not that long a few months at least but it's it, you know it's a more complete game it's based on a more complete game it's had more testing it's had more balance it's got more stuff in it mm. and i think i will grow to like tft more over time as it more stuff is added to it obviously yeah. there needs to be more characters that's well, like my number one thing right now because there's just not enough mm. well yeah the strategies at this moment can just once you've seen like working strategies of it you've seen them all at that point mm. um i know i don't know if steph was gonna sort of say this as well but the i mean they have had their teaser that they are introducing characters into it starting with twisted fate for team fight tactics but they'll also bring in a flaming amumu hmm yeah. Oh, yeah. They're also yeah. We're going to bring out um, skin-based characters and all. That's what I was actually going to mention. The skin-based characters, which will change their races and maybe some of their other stats. Yeah, because it's like because like right now there's a, there's a pretty finite number of viable team compositions. Mm-hmm. You know, like Yordles are pretty strong. Um, Yordles, glacial. glacial. Glacials tend to be very strong. Uh, sorcerer teams are very strong. I've never had anyone build a sorcerer team. I've seen them. It's it's tough because you really need like all six of the sorcerer. Like is it a bit sorcerers. like the noble, where you need like, yeah. all the nobles like, to make it useful? Yeah, like Aurelian Solo is really strong, and that team he really makes it. Uh, so if you get the six sorcerers with him, it, you've, you're pretty much locked in. You just need some degree of front row, like maybe a couple knights or something like that, and you'll be pretty good. Um, mm. So yeah, there's a finite number of viable strategies in that game, which is a little bit of a bummer. But, you know, knowing that you know League of Legends has probably double as many characters to draw upon than what they already have in the game, I know they have lots of room for expansion. It'll just take time to balance and test everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know certain. Th I don't know certain characters. I find either strong or really weak. You know, like I find, for example, Yordles seem really strong. Like for six Yordles, you get sixty percent evasion. That seems pretty brutal, honestly. Yeah. Uh, compare that to the equivalent race, 
which would be which was the elves originally, which became the elusive team mm. in um, Underlords. They in auto chess they had they went like increments of twenty five, so twenty five percent, fifty, and then seventy five if you got nine. Which if you have nine elves, I mean, good for you. Um, and then in Underlords they went from twenty five to forty five, and then I don't know sixty or sixty five or something like that. So they not only are they way less evasive, but one thing that's also a very defining trait about the elusive team is that they don't do a lot of area damage. Most of their attacks are single targeting and like healing and things like that. Mm. Whereas Yordles, on the other hand, tend to have access to a very generous amount of area damage. Not quite as much as like a sorcerer team or something like that. Or a glacial team, but more than enough to make up for you know their relatively squishy build. And with that sixty percent evasion, you know, the thing about underlords is that um, attacking and also being attacked both contribute heavily towards your mana total. Whereas in team fight tactics, the amount of mana you get from damage is pretty minimal compared to how much you get from attacking. Yeah. So being able to dodge people is almost strictly beneficial in TFT, whereas elusives at least had to take, you know, bite the bullet of not getting mana as quickly. Were you trying mm. to say something, Seth? I saw you try to queue in a couple times. No, no um, I actually just looked up because you were saying that um, League of Legends will have more characters to pull up than Dota, and they actually have thirty more characters. I don't mean like like League versus Dota. I just mean like comparing league starting roster to you know it's what it is what they have to draw from i mean we were just playing an rm and we noted that out of the 10 characters playing only two were yeah. in auto chess so there's lots to draw on yeah indeed but um just just letting you there is around 30 characters more in league of legends than there is in dota at this minute yeah so we got lots of room to grow uh, so I'm not worried about that, but it yeah there are certain balancing issues that I like that I am not crazy about. I don't like the fact that you know Yordles can sit there dodge sixty percent of their attacks, then just cast all their AOE. You've got Lulu who's broken as hell, you know. Well, you put that one item on her that, that gives her her. Everyone with crowd effects in that at the minute is broken to hell. Yeah, yeah. it's like you gave that one her, character. You know, Cho'Gath. Um, trying to think who else. Cannon, in a way, if he as long as his ult's hitting everyone, everyone gets stunned instantly. Well, here's mm. the, th I mean, I think a big part of that is that there's no cooldowns really. Like, mm. you know, like there are certain characters who can only cast their ability once. Like shapeshifters can only do that, can only do their thing once. But like basically, as long as people have enough mana, they can cast their ability. No questions asked. Then, Whereas Dota actually has cooldown timers for all of the abilities. I think mm. that's why they put gave Cassidy in the ability he's got. Because every time Cass, if you can build a fast hitting Cassidy, no, whoever he's hitting isn't building mana, because he takes their mana. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got the mana hatred there, and also the fact that he's the one character who doesn't have an ultimate or doesn't have no. a skill that casts based. But on I think mana. that's why he's got that shield for when he attacks. Yeah, so they've they've got that. But like what Duncan was saying, some characters like Lulu get broken purely because of one item. Oh, Anyone yeah. who builds the spear is winning with a Lulu. 
Lulu, um, that spear's been put on Lulu's, Lucian's, um, Cho'Gath's. Mm. Um, I've seen some of them being put on in late games, especially on um, Leona. Yeah. And Just that's, watching and that's where... her be able to spam her shield on almost everyone because everyone's got it by the end of it is ridiculous. Mm. I will say, uh, like, and going back, yeah, going continuing with this uh, balance discussion, it's like, you know, like I feel like there are definitely some characters who are just blatantly better or worse than other characters. Like we're talking, like, let's take a look at some like level one characters, okay? Like, there's no comparing a vein to a Tristana, you know. Like, you put any amount of attack speed on vein, you know, or if she gets, or if you silver her up early. It's like she like there's no comparison between her and a Tristana, uh, or mm. Darius, you know, like he's like he's fantastic for a level one character that ability to just you know AOE damage and heal based on that damage like that's pretty substantial for a level one character. You know, Darius is a character that you can carry into the end game. You know, you build him with the right items, support him well enough, like he'll absolutely be a mainstay in your composition. Just yeah. build him tanky and have a Lulu. Which is yeah. very rare in, like, Underlords, for example. Like, it's very rare to keep stage one characters all the way to the end unless you get them gold really early on and they're just that, you know, important to your composition. Like, most of the time they get replaced by stronger characters over time. Uh, and I, the one one thing I will say about it, uh, I do... Well, I'm not sure how I feel about it, the, the loot system compared to Underlords. It's kind of up and down. I like this loot system better than the auto chest version just because it's like i like that it's very simple i like that any two basic items will combine into something else you know in auto chest it was like you just got a bunch of random shit and sometimes they combined into a better item and sometimes they didn't and if it didn't like fuck you basically uh but like in auto chest like in TFT, that's not really a problem, because anytime you have a pair of items, you have something. It may not be great, it may not be what you wanted, but it is something. See, mm. the, the only thing I don't like it with that is when you have that free carousel, and you get the character you need to evolve someone, and then because it's got that item and you, like, you've got another basic item on it, it fuses the items together at the same time. Yeah, that is a bit of a problem. That's, there, were, and, uh, there are two... There are two features that uh, were featured in other versions, other auto chests that I wish could be used in TFT. One is a combination lock, where you can, you know, lock, prevent an item from being combined with other items. Mm. And in Underlords, specifically, you can uh, move items around. Like, they're not locked into a character. I would love to have that, to be honest, moving the items. The amount of times I've had items on characters and I'm, I'm like, I, I really need it on my DPS, but that's my highest level character, so it's more beneficial on it at the minute. And it's like, but then later in, in the game I could have a silver vein, a gold vein, and that would still be silver, and it'd be like, I need to move it to that, and the only way to get it off is to sell it, and it's like, but that's destroying my defense. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there, are, th there are things I like about TFT compared to other lords and auto chess. There are things that I don't like. And there are things that I know aren't as good as they could be, but I expect them to get better over time. <coughs> so that's 
I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover about TFT. I know that was a bit of pretty long segment, but uh, I, I a lot to say about the game. Uh, you know, obviously we're all pretty taken with it. We've been playing it a lot the last week or two. Yeah, From both as Island groups and individually. Mm. No, I I understand, and yeah, no, certainly it's because we've been talking about it. It's something that we should discuss. So, no, perfect. Cheers for that, Duncan. And you know what? I'm going to find this This is going to be a bit of a, an odd one. I think we I, should move Are we still not the... playing the Otis? Hmm? Are we still... Is this the oddest again? Uh, no, no. It's not, not the oddest. What I was going to do, and this is, this is a cheeky one on this, I don't think there's been that great news this week. Mm. I've looked at what we've posted in our news, and... Been really slow. It... Yeah. And due to it being a slow news week, and with us having the nice discussion of, of, of the games that we played here, I think we're going to move to the wrap up, and controversial as it may be, but uh, yeah, we can we can move through to to the wrap up and start by stating that going forward, until we get bored, we have or we're going to have a new thing in the schedule for Immaterial Gamers. Team Fight Thursdays. Team Fight Thursdays. Running down the track. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still going to look at how we're going to sort of make this as it is. Whether this. Because while we're enjoying Team Fight Tactics and LOL, and maybe I'm not guaranteeing it, you know, Dota Underlords and, and stuff like that, the auto chess games and LOL specifically, we've got back into exploiting that. Might as well keep it going as a sort of a regular segment, like I say, until we get bored. So, on Thursdays, there'll be LOL or auto battler based stuff going on. It may even be a point that we throw Arams in there, because I mean, still technically at that point, it's team fighting. Yeah, that'd be alright. So, little Aram. Yeah. You know, the great thing about Aram is, is that unlike uh, TFT, which is a pain in the ass for a single person to record everything. Yeah. Uh, RMs are relatively focused, you know? You can get most of the action on one screen. Yeah, one bridge, one sort of thing. And with uh, with League of Legends, or with Riot announcing that they're going to be doing death recaps soon, like actual kill cam stuff, it'll get even, it'll get even more interesting. So, yeah. So we've we recorded a couple of more Teamfight Tactics games over the the weekend so we'll be looking at getting some more in that and then based on you know because we don't want to we don't want to burn ourselves out but you know we'll 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 uh, be cautious about what we're doing on that and then what the hell i'm gonna stop doing that <laughs> i got a message on my phone and i was just going through it and i keep hitting videos where they're not muted and it's just keep coming up bad so. bad man Eh, hey, I got messages. I need to answer some. Ah, uh, sometimes. But uh, yeah, no, we've we've got that, and then we've got the we've got the schedule that we've got going on at the moment. You know what I'm gonna do this time? It's gonna be odd, but we're gonna start on a Tuesday because that's when the podcast comes out. I've thought about it; it makes more sense to do it from when the podcast comes out. That so, what? Uh, hmm. That what? The schedule. <gasps> The schedule it, makes, it makes more Woo! sense starting from when the podcast comes out because that's so usually the thing. It's that gonna be a, tu- a Tuesday to Monday schedule. Yeah, 
Tuesday to Mondays. So Tuesday's podcast. Well done. You're listening to it. Hello. Maybe. Welcome. Currently, every other Wednesday is, well, is Shattered Reflections at the moment. With an asterisk on that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a black mirror asterisk. We're trying. We're trying. Well, Darius is travelling. Yeah. But um, Thursdays is now Team Fight Thursday. Team Fight Thursday! Fridays, play session, which means it can get cleaned up of what could have been a whole load of Team Fight tactics. And that's uh, from all our sort of competitive party game games. Probably my tabletop. (laughs) No, Fridays... Fridays is when we record play session, but Fridays is actually when War Table comes out. Saturdays is play session. Please refer to previous spiel. Sundays is sibling rivalry. Asterisk. In theory, asterisk, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Monday is uh, currently going rogue. Going rogue? Why was it going? Where's Monday going? No. Monday's not going anywhere, but the show Going Rogue is going on the Monday. In the most un-rogue-like thing. But uh, yeah, we've done, I've done, as this podcast comes out, uh, attempts two and three of the updated aim for that game. And uh, let's just say there's seven more attempts to go. That'll be, that'll be fun. And then we come back to Tuesdays again. And we've all gone full circle. Oh my life's circle. Yeah. Did you say your wife's circle? No, all oh, my life's a circle. Oh, I thought you said wife. I was going to say, you've not got a wife. You know, for some of us, that's not a bad thing. Honest, none of us have a wife here. Matt's got a wife. Matt does. I said here. Like, right now. Okay, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> okay. So if you if you liked our weird rambling and heavy discussion on auto battlers, I hope you do because I enjoyed listening to it. Then please, I enjoyed talking like. about it. Yeah, Duncan liked talking about it. And if you want, you know, want to hear more stuff that Duncan and the rest of us like to talk about, like, share, subscribe, click the bell, comment, cross post on other places, and don't forget about them rumbers. We got the rumbers, yeah. So we gotta, you know, we gotta say thanks to Duncan and Steph. Hey, good to be here. Okie doke. And uh, until next time, please, for God's sake, don't kill each other. That is mostly made apparent based on what we said right at the beginning of the damn podcast. Unless it's with a rumba. Not even with a rumba in this Why instance. Why not? It would be fun. No. Maybe it's supposed to clean up the mess, not make the mess. What if it makes a mess and then cleans it up? Yeah, I mean, see? We, you'd never know at that point. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fine. The rumba will clean it a... up and take away the evidence, and then when the forensic comes, the rumba will be just sat there going, I've cleaned up. And so, I would argue that if you die to a rumba, I mean, that's kind of your fault, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Not if I'm using it as a weapon. Then, then that rumba feels a bit awkward. <laughs> that rumba's a bit used. Yeah. So, until next week, have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Senor. Why does it say senor? I, I don't know.